On today's episode, Tom tries to convince himself that the Green Bay Packers never needed a wide receiver because the true wide receivers were the friends we made along the way. Or we could have just drafted one. Welcome to another episode of Podcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. I'm just trying to convince myself that the Packers are good to go this season so that I don't fall into a pit of despair. Grassi. And yes, we are going to do just that. We're going to take a look at the wide receivers we currently have on the roster, and I'm going to say, yeah, either we're screwed or maybe we're not that screwed. That's today's episode. Before we get to that, I want to do a big shout and thank you to three brand new patrons over at patreon.com slash Tom Comedy. We got Brian A. Diaz. Dun, 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 dun. We got Seth Elbrat. And we got Austin Schultz. Dun, 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 dun. Thank you all very much for your patronage. It is much appreciated. So the Green Bay Packers currently got 10. That's DHE for our Italian-speaking friends that will be competing for the six to seven wide receiver spots on the 53-man roster. So we're going to go through each of these guys. Obviously, we've done some more focal episodes on specific guys like Reggie No Butter Bagleton, or we've done things on Daryl Stewart. We've done episodes on both those guys, so if you want a more in-depth breakdown on those two specific players, you can go check that out on the channel. But this is all to answer the question of do the Green Bay Packers need to go get another wide receiver? Because there is still time for them to go and do that. They can go get, for example, like a Taylor Gabriel, who has been, you know, floated out there for a while by many pundits, including myself, on the internet. And Goody has expressed a bunch of confidence in our wide receiver core. Aaron Rodgers did the same exact thing. So did Matt LaFleur when they had their press conference last week. And, and Rodgers was specifically naming some guys as well. And so I wanted to take like a big step back because, listen, <laughs> if you watch this channel for any amount of time, you'll know that I was a bit disappointed that we didn't get a wide receiver is that was our one of our top three needs coming into this draft with inside linebacker, offensive tackle, and of course, wide receiver. So... Let's take a look at the guys that we currently have. So start off with the easy ones. We got Devontae Frickin' Frackin' Adams. Yeah, our clear, clear number one. Devontae Adams obviously missing some games last year because of a turf toe injury, but still got 127 targets, 83 receptions, 997 yards, and five touchdowns. And Devontae's not going anywhere for a couple years, thankfully. And I mentioned this previously in another episode. But the Packers are going to run into a wide receiver problem if someone doesn't step up because basically everyone's contract is going to be up in a couple of years. So yeah, we just got to really, really hope that someone from this list is just like, hey, I'm really good. Please and thank you. Now, Devontae coming into the 2020-2021 season is still going to be far and away our number one wide receiver. I expect him to get a lot more targets than he did last year. He will definitely be getting into triple digits again and most likely having another 1,000-yard season, barring any injury. The question becomes, okay, who is the guy that is the number two? Who's going to be the guy who makes that next step? Because just about every single great offense has multiple receivers to throw to. Because at some point, Devontae Adams, his release is so sexy and he's so good. But, I mean, at some point, you know, they're going to have to throw the ball to somebody else. So if we're looking at last year's stats, the guy who actually was number two 
in targets last year was running back Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones had 68 targets, 49 receptions for 474 yards and three touchdowns. Obviously, the guy was a beast on the ground, but Aaron Jones proved time and time again that he could be a threat in the passing game. I think Matt LaFleur would have to be insane not to utilize him again this year. When Devontae Adams was out, Aaron Rodgers was spreading the ball everywhere. It was just like, you have a ball, you have a ball, you have a ball. He was operating it all over the place. And I think that's what the Packers are going to have to do again this year. Because the problem is when Devontae Adams came back, you saw a concentration of targets on Devontae Adams. And defenses were like, oh, okay, cool. Then we'll just double up on Devontae Adams. Now, some of the times they weren't able to stop him anyway, but... It made our offense pretty one-dimensional. I would think going into Matt LaFleur's second year as the head coach, and the whole team is going to be together for another year, I think you're going to start to see Aaron Jones utilized a bit more. Obviously, going after A.J. Dillon to help in that ground attack is is definitely going to add another you know gut punch to that running game. But I, I would be shocked if Aaron Jones is not getting at least 50 targets again this year. And before we get to the other wide receivers, the other guy that I need to bring up is, of course, Jay Sternberger. Jay Sternberger, I mean, set school records when he was in college with 832 receiving yards and 10 touchdowns. Obviously injured last year, but I, I would be shocked if he doesn't take another step as well. Obviously, the Packers drafted another tight end in the draft going after DeGuerra, but I think that's actually going to open up more opportunities for Jay Sternberger to show off the fact that he is a passing threat. And so... I think right off the bat, you have the team of Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, and Jay Sternberger. It could give offenses some serious problems. But let's get back to talking specifically about wide receivers. The guy who received the second most targets amongst receivers last year was MVS. Now, MVS is like one of those guys that we have wanted to take the next step and he just hasn't done so. Rodgers has talked about how he has confidence in him. He thinks that he can make that next step. And just to give you an idea of where his stats were going, in 2018, he had 73 targets, 38 receptions, 581 yards, and two touchdowns. Last year, even though he started doing pretty darn well and then it just fell off, had 56 targets, 26 receptions, 452 yards, and two touchdowns once again. So his targets and receptions dropped off last year. And you could see that Rod, there was definitely that lack of confidence in him, whether it was dropped balls or running wrong routes, etc. We want MVS to be that deep threat so bad. He has that speed, but I feel like for this year, it's going to be a make or break it year for him. And if there was any time for him to step up and be like, hey guys, I could be the number two, it's this year. And I still have some faith that he can do it because he's not facing a ton of competition, but he's facing enough that he could find himself not being a Green Bay Packer later this season. So if we're strictly relying on MVS to be our number two, I would say that we definitely have some cause for concern because in the past few seasons, you know, that whether it's a confidence level or whether it's, you know, not getting acclimated to the offense, there has, it's been lacking. And I think that, you know, for MVS to like make this monumental jump to number two, it's possible, but I, I'm, I'm decently concerned about it. So MVS, this is your time to shine, buddy. I mean, Devontae Adams, a lot of people wanted him off the team, but... Look what happened. So I'm hoping for a similar turnaround for MVS. Then the guy who was targeted the third most last year was Alan Lizard Lazard with 52 targets, 35 receptions, 477 yards, and three touchdowns. A lot of people pointing to Lazard that he is going to be that number two guy. And he is obviously going to have every opportunity. Lazard came across late during the season and got more and more confident. Rodgers developed a ton of trust with him. 
Obviously, an undrafted free agent who went from practice squad, took Darius Shepard's position on the actual roster, and, and I think he made the most of it. Right now, for me, the number two spot, it's Alan Lazard's to lose. And I don't mean to throw any water on the bonfire, but I'm not going to crown Lazard just yet and be like, oh my God, you're going to be the greatest wide receiver ever and eventually be the number one guy after Devontae Adams leaves, but... I am confident that he is going to have a pretty darn good season, but there is still that unknown factor there that we don't have an established guy right this second as our number two, and that's concerning. Then we got another guy that Aaron Rodgers called out by name, and that is Whitewater Jesus, Jake Kumaro, who only had 21 targets last year, only 12 receptions, 219 yards, and one touchdown. Made some pretty crucial catches down the stretch, but Kumaro is obviously a fan favorite, but he just hasn't amounted to the level of hype that the fans have given him and part of that is just due to a lack of playing time the guy hasn't seen the field a whole lot Matt LaFleur came out last year and flat out said like yeah you know we need to give Kumaro more opportunities and then that just really didn't happen his of course his biggest play was against the Raiders where he scored that TD last year and Kumaro is one of those consistent guys. I'm not looking at Kumaro as being the number two guy, but I'm looking at it as if you need a first down, that's who you throw the ball to because he will consistently make that catch and he'll get you the yards that you're going to need. I don't see him as the number two, but he can fit nicely into that number three or number four spot. Then returning from injury, the wide receiver, I have to admit, I am probably the most excited about this year, and that is Equinemius St. Brown, EQ for short. He was obviously injured last year, did not see the field at all. In 2018, only had 36 targets for 21 receptions, 328 yards, and zero touchdowns. And he showed some flashes. You know, EQ came out of a draft class where we were just like, let's get every wide receiver. And now we're kind of just like, okay, well, a lot of those wide receivers either didn't pan out or we're just waiting for them to. Jamon Moore, bye-bye. MVS, we're still waiting on him. And now it's EQ's turn to essentially say, hey, I can carry the load. Now, I will admit I'm probably putting a little bit too much hype into him since he hasn't played since the 2018-2019 season. But I think if there is a dark horse for a wide receiver that could potentially sneak up to get that number two or number three spot, I think it's going to be EQ. The problem is, again, there's a big unknown factor in that, and we're basically just relying on him and saying, well, I hope you got really good when you were injured. So now this next part of the list are even bigger question marks. Let's start with the newly acquired Devin Funches. Injured last year, obviously didn't make much of a mark on the Colts because he was out the entire year. But in 2018, when was the last time he played 79 targets, 44 receptions, 549 yards, and four TDs? When we signed him, I, I, I was like, okay, I, I guess that's fine. And I know people were a little bit more hyped and were like, oh, you know, he had Cam Newton as a quarterback. Now he's getting Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be able to deliver the ball better. And at the same time, like there were plenty of opportunities that Funch has had, and he just dropped the ball. And he's injury prone. So I'm sorry. I'm not like super over the moon hyped about it. Of course, I want him to do well. But for me, he he potentially could be a big wider. But for me, he can be a big target for Aaron Rodgers. Could definitely help in the red zone. But I mean, the same thing was said about Jimmy Graham. And look how that worked out. Yes, I know he was a tight end. But I mean, for Funches, for me, for him to come off a year where he was just injured, this is obviously a prove it year for him. 
I don't have that much faith. Again, I hope that I am wrong. But for me, I can't be like, oh yeah, we're good at wide receiver because we picked up Devin Funches. Then we got Reggie No Butter Bagleton, who we did a whole video on coming out of the CFL. We signed him to a three-year deal for super duper cheap. Had 102 receptions, over 1,400 yards, and 10 touchdowns in 2019 uh, with the CFL. The big question is, is like, are we, is he going to be able to translate what he did in the CFL to the NFL? Some players have, but many players also haven't. Matt LaFleur was singing his praises, talking about this guy is like kind of going above and beyond to try and make his mark. He doesn't blow you away with speed, but consistency is the name of the game with Bagleton. And I think that he could be that number four, maybe getting up to a number three guy that can provide that steadiness, kind of like a Kumaro player. And he's all about yards after the catch. And you know what? That's kind of what we need on this team right now. You have Devontae Adams, who obviously has the most amazing release, can go after the deep ball. You have MVS, who can turn a short pass into, you know, a, a huge touchdown like he did against the Broncos last year. Is Bagleton's able to basically copy what he did in the CFL and bring it over into the NFL? He is going to be an asset for this team. It's just, again, that's a big what if. Then we have a big unknown. He was signed to the practice squad last year. We got Malik Taylor. Matt LaFleur had come out and talked about Malik Taylor, that he was a guy that he was interested in. He had a really nice 2016 and 2017 season. In 2016, he had 47 receptions for a little over 1,000 yards and five touchdowns. And then on top of that, in 2017, he had 61 receptions for 900 yards and six touchdowns. Again, didn't play at basically at all his senior year because he got hurt. And so... This is some of those guys that they were like, all right, let's tuck him away for the practice squad and see if he can come out for a rainy day. He's going to have every chance to compete, but there's a big unknown factor with Malik Taylor. Then we got Darius Shepard. Yes, the guy that I was super pumped about because he was doing pretty damn well during the preseason last year. He got upgraded to the main roster. He fumbled and then had negative nine return yards and then went back down to the practice squad. I still have some hope for Darius Shepard, you know, kind of like Lazard. Hopefully he's able to go up there. But again, we're talking about undrafted free agents. And while it's not impossible, because look at the Packers track record, you know, it's going to be an uphill battle for Shepard to kind of prove he belongs and to also make the team. And then finally, you got Daryl Stewart, uh, who we did a whole video on. He's our undrafted free agent that we picked up this year. 2019 had 697 yards and four touchdowns. Nothing completely flashy or insane. Not really the greatest speed. Um, honestly, for me, he provides a body for camp to compete. Might be able to sneak on the practice squad. And like, I think it's more of a long shot. I, again, I hope I'm wrong. The long shot to actually get on the 53-man roster, but it's going to be tough. So we just went through 10 wide receivers. Let's get to the heart of the question. Do the Packers actually need another wide receiver? I feel like the way that Goody is looking at this team, both for the run defense and for wide receiver, he's looking at them very similarly and saying, okay, we have a lot of potential on our team right now. If that potential is realized, we should be in good shape. If it's not, oof, they're going to struggle. Obviously, the front office is looking to make the Packers a more balanced football team, not relying on Aaron Rodgers, and that's great, and I get that, and I even agree with that, becoming a football team that is not centered around their QB and that they have many ways that they can win. Great, that's wonderful. Also, at the same time, though, I think you have to realize that after Devontae Adams, 
There is no clear number two guy. Alan Lazard coming off this past year, there is a lot of potential there, but we have no idea. Same exact thing with everybody else on this list. They are huge question marks to me, and that's scary, and that's terrifying. That's why I would have thought we would have gone in and been like, okay, let's go get somebody, you know, with the first three picks in the draft, or let's bring in a veteran who doesn't have all the question marks that Devin Funches has. I'm talking about bringing in a guy like a Taylor Gabriel just so I could be like, okay, you know what? Maybe he even sneaks in there at the number three guy, but at least it's someone you can consistently throw the ball to. I'm not saying that the Green Bay Packers offense is going to be bad this season. Not at all. But I'm saying that if you want this to be a more balanced football team, you do still need to look out for your passing game. And I do think that Aaron Rodgers has a lack of weapons. Again, he may be able to find those weapons in Aaron Jones, in Jay Sternberger, obviously Devontae Adams, and in, you know, maybe even just one other of these guys that is able to step up. I just think it would have made their lives significantly easier if they were to invest in another wide receiver. Here's how I'm going to end this. The Packers can do very well on offense this season. However, their passing game could also struggle mightily. I'm not expecting Aaron Rodgers to put up godly numbers. I wasn't expecting him to put up godly numbers last year because I thought that you would have Aaron Jones be more involved, and he was. And Rodgers' stats indicated that. They they were a reflection of that because he doesn't need to go out there and just be like, okay, guys, it's 2016. Let's run the table again, and I'm literally just going to win us every single game. I am just fascinated to see how camp is going to work itself out because the number two spot is wide open. Wide open. And it's going to be up to one of these guys to go and grab it. So I know this was a long episode, but let me know what you think down in the comments below. Do you think the Packers should go after another wide receiver? Or do you have enough faith in the guys that we currently have on the roster? Let me know what you think down in the comments below. You can always find me at TomGrossyComedy.com or at TomGrossyComedy on all social media. See down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patron members over at Patreon.com slash TomGrossyComedy. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassi. And as always, go Pack Go!